What's up, y'all? You're now listening to the What Now Podcast. I'm Dr. Spencer Dupre, owner of Empower Chiropractic. And I am Dr. Zach Thompson, owner of Within Chiropractic. The purpose of this podcast is to document and share the experiences of two young business owners as we open our own brick and mortar chiropractic practices. Join along as we discuss all of our wins, our losses, insights, and the many, many lessons we learned. As a disclaimer, none of this is ever intended to be medical, legal, or financial advice. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the What Now Podcast. I'm Dr. Spencer Dupre, along with Dr. Zach Thompson, and we have another super exciting episode to get into. So, Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, man. So today we're going to be diving into setting goals, especially setting goals as a startup. Now, if you've ever read the book E-Myth by Michael Gerber, highly recommend. He talks about the three archetypes of a business owner. And those three consist of the technician, which is basically every business owner. Um, If you think about it from the chiropractic or healthcare lens, it's you as the doctor. Now, there's two more. There's the owner, who's the visionary. They're the one that's on mission, has the vision for the practice, for the business. And then there's the manager, the person, you know, keeping things going, keeping the lights on, um, making sure every system is in place. And I myself have have always resonated more with the visionary. And with that said, I've always been big on goals. And so talking about goals is something I love to do. And just last night, Spencer and I had, you know, been thinking for a little bit about what we were going to do on this fourth episode. And we decided, let's talk about goals. And we had said this maybe two, three days ago. And every night I read 10 pages from a book. And lately I've been reading Wealthy Gardener by John Zaforic. Fantastic book on wealth and prosperity. Um, He's actually a chiropractor too, so has some cool cool tie-ins with that. But he mentioned that in order to have happiness, you have to have direction. Direction in life comes from discipline. So do what you resist. All growth requires resistance. Push past hard. Glory is found beyond comfort. Go for failure. Challenge your current capabilities. Suck it up. Pain is an ally that eliminates the weak. And set bigger goals. Stay uncomfortable by thinking huge. Now with that said, how do we start thinking huge when we're a startup, right? How do we start thinking five, 10, 15 years? Do we need to think that far in advance or do we need to think big picture? What are we doing to lay a foundation? What is our foundation before we go vertical? Yeah, I think that's a really good place to start. And it's a pretty daunting task um, for whenever you are a startup to set goals, you know, say for 10, 20 years in the future. But I think it's important for kind of connecting back to that why that we talked about um, on the previous episode um, and the environment that we're building for our people. I think it's just really important to always keep that vision in mind because it's, why are you doing the, Why do you do the day-to-day thing? And you guys know that, you know, I'm a one track mind kind of guy. So listen to Hormozy again, and he's talking about how output is king. And uh, I'm also um, been learning a lot from Dr. Tony Ebel, the pediatric experience. And he talks about how output is everything. And the common theme between those two is that you have to get your reps in before you can explode to this like huge, insane number. But it's the amount of reps in that you need that it's the amount of reps that you put in that's going to determine where you go in the future. Right. So the foundation that we build now of setting the goals um, for today or creating content or whatever, the input that we have today yields the output later and having huge goals and having big long term goals is important to so you can 
move diligently and move purposefully and not get burnt out in the day to day. Yeah. And I think that's a huge point of not getting burnt out. And some of us can get really burnt out on our goals. Um, you know, you set one, one goal, you hit it and then you're like, Oh, this is cool. And then you do that 10 times. And you're like, why do I keep doing this? And by that 10th time, you're like, I've gone as far as I can go. Um, especially if we're not thinking huge, once we've gone as far as we can go we can get super burnt out. And so having that vision and mission in mind, like Spencer talked about and continues to reiterate, I think, and you know, I don't know cause I'm two months into practice, but from everything you listen to in the self-development, professional development, business success, um, even the chiropractic, think about a care plan, right? You got to think big picture. Um, it's not this one adjustment, boom, there goes away every symptom, every um, disease that that person has experienced. So that is why we have to think huge. And when you can think of it from a chiropractic lens, you really start to see the little nuances in business that also transpire in in chiropractic. And I think it's it's a big reason I have such a fascination fascination with um with business currently is, is I like to view it from the neurological side of chiropractic. And that that's a talk for another time. Um, but yeah, so maybe Spencer talk to us about some goals, some numbers, uh, maybe some metrics that you're using and thinking about as you're moving into your first year of practice, five years down the road, 10 years, if you're thinking that far. Mm. Yeah. Um, some goals that I have, one of them, I don't think, all of them necessarily are quantifiable um, where you can put like an exact hard number to it. All right. Obviously I have like some metrics, right? Um, my goal is to one, like quantifiable numbers to grow is uh, in my first year, grow to a hundred Packers members um, and then doing some reevaluation on some goal setting training that we did this weekend. Um, really that's way too small, right? So we can shoot bigger. So I think I'm going to adjust to like 250. Um, I think that's one of my, hard quantifiable goals in terms of numbers. But uh, one of my biggest goals in my first year is to create a cohesive experience for myself and the practice members. And then another goal of mine is at the year mark to be able to hire an office manager to where uh, work the practice up to that size, where I'll need assistance in the, on the front end, the front office work. Um, and building the systems around that to where it's a positive environment for all three parties, both myself as the owner and then as someone in the front office and the member who's receiving care, creating a cohesive experience that is um, enjoyable for all of us. And I really like that one point that you had mentioned direction in life comes from discipline. And uh, Dr. Denisa Weber, who is uh, uh really big influence in my life at this point in time. Um, in her conversation lab, she talks about how she has these flow charts for conversations. And we all think like, or at least I thought um, coming up in chiropractic school, it's like, well, I'm just going to connect to the person by being relatable or something like that. But really <laughs> having an organized flow chart of the things that you want to make sure that you hit in your conversations really is the thing that gives you so much freedom because you have the direction that you can go. And so you're able to really kind of um, be authentic and be genuine in those experiences because you know exactly where you're going. You're not worried about the end destination. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we both have learned a ton from Anchor Tayal and he, he breaks it down too, where it's, it's not a, a script that, you know, I, I don't want to speak for Spencer, but when speaking about systems and having that, you know, 
direction to lead the conversation and the consultations. It's not a script, but there is a skeletal framework of things to go back to or, mm. you know, really make sure we're able to hit. And when that's going, you know, and, and we're able to follow that flow chart, it opens up the doors for that conversation. Um, and, and that really is a, is a big thing. Um, I do want to ask kind of following that, that same, same point from wealthy Gardner is when you think of that goal of 250, uh, patients or clients in that first year, what do you see being the biggest, um, challenge of your capabilities or something that, you know, uh, will require you to push through to get to that social number? media and marketing? Uh, if you guys know me at all, um, I really like to keep my private life, my private life. And I really don't like to be in front of the camera. Um, I'm, even though he's got a beautiful face. Yeah. Um, for those of you who have worked with me before, uh, one of the, re- and, and Zach, one of the reasons that Zach and I work so well together is because, um, Zach is way more willing to be like the loud voice or the front man in the, room and i really enjoy being like the behind the stage production kind of guy which is why this podcast really works well zach likes to guide a lot of our topics and put a lot of bullet points for us to guide through and i do all the production and stuff which is um super fulfilling for me um so yeah do what you resist and the more and more that i learn and the more and more that i see things is like man being in front of the camera and having a platform and creating content is one of the best ways and the easiest way and the highest leverage opportunity that you can have um, to get your voice, to get your message, to get your purpose, to get your business out there. Uh, yes. I definitely see it as marketing and um, nice. Yes, that is, that's big. Um, I think it should be noted. I, I definitely don't do any of the production behind this podcast. That is fully Spencer. So if you're listening, um, tell Spencer, thank you. I simply show up, talk a little bit and then, get back to work. And if it wasn't for Spencer, this would never happen. So a lot of gratitude towards him, not just for that, for many reasons. Um, Thank you. Cool, cool, cool. Um, And then, so 250 in a year, right? Well, let's, let's stick with that number. Um, Is that uncomfortable for you? Or is there, is there something, you know, when you think three years down the road, or is there another metric or another, another goal that you have that when you think about it, it might keep you up at night? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I have a three-year lease here and about 700 square feet. And uh, when it's more than me and someone else, if there's four plus people in here, it's like, man, this place is cramped. Um, So that just means that having more efficient systems and um, easier office flow and tighter directions um, will just ramp that up. That and um, right now being a solo practitioner and doing all the front office work, doing all that stuff. I mean, yeah, 250 people is daunting. I couldn't imagine having 250, um, members, which means that, you know, multiple people on care plans coming in multiple times a week. I mean, that's upwards of 300 something visits a week. Um, yeah, that's a super daunting number. Uh, having seen, you know, 60, 70, 80 people in a day. It's like, man, I couldn't imagine doing 150, you yeah. know? And so yeah, I, mean, I feel like that is a, a daunting shift. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's super daunting, but, um, you know, keeping it lean and mean machine in here is the way that we're going to do that. Um, yeah. And when I say two fifty, I'm like, man, that's, that's kind of far, you know, like whenever you go up to the three point line and you're like a little, 
a couple feet back behind the line. You're like, man, that's kind of, <laughs> but I'm gonna pull it anyway. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of what 250 feels like for me in this space uh, at this more time. A, more of a Steph Curry three with that 250. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not a Zion Williamson dunk. With, yeah, with I was always more finger. of a deep two kind of guy. I'm not, yeah. not really a three point shooter. But hey, what about you, Zach? Hey. What are some things that you feel like is your biggest area of resistance and what are some of your goals for your practice in your first year? Yeah. I mean, for me, the biggest, I think, um, like I mentioned er earlier, being the visionary, I, I don't find a lot of fulfillment in doing the managerial tasks. And so whether that's, um, putting systems into on the paper or just doing what I feel are meaningless tasks is really, really difficult for me right now. Um, it's a big reason. It sounds so silly, but this is just a simple, simple thing I've been doing to try to um, kind of set my mind right with doing meaningless tasks is I grew up powerlifting, um, always lifting heavy weights. And one thing I hated doing was cardio. And so with that said, I have been doing twice a week, getting on the treadmill, walking, which is incredibly boring for 30 minutes on a 12 degree incline for at a pace of three minutes or three, whatever. That's the pace. And a big reason I'm doing that is because I absolutely hate it. I look out to the gym and I see people lifting weights and I'm like, man, I could be catching a pump right now. But when I get done, there's so much satisfaction from doing such a meaningless to me, um, doing such a meaningless exercise routine um, that I know will help me when it comes down to, all right, file for a sales tax. Okay. Um, write down your day one, day two systems. Um, okay. You know, vacuum the, the office floor. So it looks good. Like those are all things I hate doing. Um, but I'm learning that I have to love them because I'm, I'm learning to fall in love with the process. But with that said, there's a lot of resistance in that love. Um, it's not a, not a, uh, a first sight type of love. Um, if anything, it might be blind because I'm just trying to push, push through it. But um, that's, that's yeah. literally so crazy how opposite we are because uh, for those of you guys who don't follow me and Zach on Instagram, we work out at the same gym and uh, I saw, I see Zach on the, on the treadmill two days a week and he, the treadmill is literally in front of the area that I work out in. And I, uh, every day coming out of the sauna, uh, in the gym, I'm like, man, you know, I might just ride the bike for 45 minutes and just call it good. But I know that if I don't put a daunting task in front of me, then I'm already failing my day and I'm already taking an L. And that's the last, the last place that I want to take an L is for myself facing ad creating adversity for myself, right? There's real adversity out in the world. And the gym is a place where you can create adversity for yourself. And so when I'm like, man, I don't want to lift weights. It's like, all right, let me check in with my body and make sure that this is something congruent that I'm able to withstand today. And then like, let's go for it and push for it, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, the other day you were yeah. walking on the treadmill and I'm out there doing, uh, you know, every 30 second cleans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know? I, I saw that and I was like, I, I want to be doing that so bad. And I mean, I am, I, I am lifting weights four times a week. Um, but when I wake up and it's a, it's a weights day, super easy to get my, get my feet on the ground and get going. Like, make the bed, let's go to the gym, slug back some pre-workout. When it's a cardio day, it's like, dude, I can hit snooze. I can stay, stay cuddled up. Um, but I think getting back to your, your original question of what are some, some metric goals I have? Um, you know, I think for me, a goal I have within the first year is, um, 
within a week be seeing 175 people. And so I don't know the math. If you break it down, that's three, 700 people a month. Um, but you know, being at where I am right now in that 30 to 50 range, it, it seems quite daunting. Like Spencer talked about, I don't know. Um, you know, I think I could definitely do it by myself, but having an office manager, having uh, a chiropractic advocate alongside me would make that so much uh, smoother and more efficient, really not just for myself, but for those coming in. Um, I, I utilize open bay adjusting. And so sometimes I can be working with two people and say Thursday, Friday rolls around and it's time to reschedule appointments. If I finish with one person um, and they're ready to reschedule, they have to go wait up at the front for five, 10 minutes. And right now that they enjoy it, um, I try to make the space as homey as possible so that they feel like, okay, I'm not just sitting in this boring doctor waiting room. Um, you know, we got good tunes on. It's it's aesthetically pleasing to the eyes. Um, but I don't want that to be the case forever. And so I, I know that, you know, even hiring someone, bringing someone on that, you know, I'm responsible to pay them and that, you know, our work together is what, you know, they get to take home. That's, that's daunting. That's when I know things will be, you know, I fall asleep pretty easily right now. I'm a, I'm asleep by nine thirty, ten o'clock guy. That is one of my, uh, spiritual gifts, but, um, I'm totally kidding. It's not one of the 12, but, um, that, that'll keep me up. You know, Hey, you gotta, you gotta pay this person. They, they deserve it. Um, so you need to, you need to get your act together and you need to, to push a bit harder. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at there. And, and really too, I mean, a, a, another big goal I have is, is bringing another associate doc on. Um, and that's really more in that 12 to 14 month range. Um, once, once I feel the practice is, is well established and it would be a comfortable, comfortable environment for them. Yeah. I think, um, something that you really alluded to in that, how you're talking about, wow, like that's really daunting to have to pay somebody else's, you know, uh, salary or income or whatever. Um, I was having a conversation this morning actually, and I think that that's one of my goals as well, obviously to bring somebody on. Um, and I think that's why stats are so important and goals are so important because if we're not hitting these metrics, if we're not tracking our stats, how are we going to be able to confidently slide a contract in front of somebody and say like, Hey, I can provide for you because look at these numbers, right? And if you don't set goals and you don't track your metrics, then you're never going to be able to create these opportunities for other people because I mean, statistics and numbers show you exactly, they don't lie right? The numbers don't lie unless you put them wrong and you can't do math like uh, me, but um, I'm just kidding. I'm good at math. But um, if you, if you can't look at your numbers and you can't say like, yes, we hit this goal or this is my goal. So I can be able to hire someone. The biggest honor for me and the biggest responsibility and like the thing that I would want the most would be to help provide for someone's family and give someone else's family a good life. And that comes from setting goals and having numbers. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um, and Thanks, it's something man. that Thanks. wakes me up. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, we, when we were hanging out this weekend, we, we alluded to it. I think one thing I, I don't know if I necessarily struggle with it, but I just wasn't aware is how young I am and Spencer is and 
a lot of my peers in regards to business life. Like a lot of the people we listen to, Andy Frazella, um, I mean, Harmozy is one of the few that's like not 45 years old plus. These dudes have been putting in the work for a long, long, long time, right? Um, and so it, it's it's kind of funny to to sit back and like think about 10 years from now, like I'll be 36, um, probably have, you know, if God's willing, a kid, maybe two kids. Um, and like 10 years from now to think like, I haven't done anything. You know, the longest thing I've done is four years of undergrad. Uh, chiropractic school is way harder, but it's only three and a half years of school. Um, so I haven't done anything for five years. And here I am in this five-year lease at my current current office space. And like thinking of, you know, the day I opened and five years from now, and I'd be a fool to, to put a cap on where it could go, but I definitely want to have goals because those are giving me the direction um, and where I see the practice going. And, and I, I totally agree with you. Spence tracking um, was something I was like, I don't, do you really need to track? Like you hear, you hear people mention KPIs. Like what is, what even is that? Um, maybe we can get into that in a later episode, but um, you know, why do you need to track? Like show up, serve the people, get the heck out. I mean, as a business owner, you just can't do that. Yeah. I mean, tracking is super important. That's why we use objective measures. Both of us utilize CLA scans and the mm-hmm. CLA scans is a way to track the, like our objective progress to our goal, right? Someone comes in having X, Y, and Z issues. And our goal is to get them at, you know, functioning, feeling, reconnecting the brain and the body, um, establishing proper communication in the neurospinal system. And like, that's the end goal. Right. And the way that we measure that is with our scans. And, you know, um, in regards to like putting in the work, do you remember like when we were in like, well, you were in try two and I was in try one and how like we see all these people who we like looked up to and like try 10 and all of these things who have been in it for like way longer than us. Right. And how like far ahead of the game that they seem. And then like when you get there, you're kind of like, man, like I feel like I'm way like <laughs> super ahead, uh, yeah. you know, yep. from yep. Where, where they were. And, you know, so like if you're a chiropractic student or like you're just starting out, you know, like, yeah, it's super daunting. But like, like we were talking about falling in love with the process and showing up every day, but setting a goal to where that process has meaning is important and it'll keep you going throughout that. And then, you know, starting a business is the exact same thing. You know, we, I mean, yeah, we were talking about this weekend. It's like, dude, we graduated and like, you think you know how to do all this stuff. And then like you sit across from that first person that is, you know in your place for care. And you're like, dude, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, at least to some, some extent, yeah, right. It feels to some, super to foreign. Some extent, right. It like now all of a sudden it's no longer, you know, under your, your CBI docs, docs name. It's no longer, um, someone coming to the Parker clinic. Now they're going to Spencer's clinic. Right. Um, and so, so it really is daunting and, and that's not, and I, I don't want to speak for Spencer, but I know he's not saying that in a, uh, scary sense. I think there's, there's a lot that you can do to prepare yourself for practice while you're in school. Um, yeah, absolutely. I feel like the biggest confounding variable in between those two settings, right? Like coming from school and then on your own, the biggest confounding variable is like either being in the university's program or being in the, in your internship or your, uh, mentors program. The biggest confounding variable is direction and, and systems, right? Just like we were talking about, right? Direction comes from discipline. And when you don't have the discipline of a systems built around you, yeah, of course, it's you're going to have no direction and what and where to go, 
right? And so that's where creating the systems for the goals that you have set forth is super important. And that's what tailors your experience. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think, you know, especially in school, um, it was really easy to, like a goal was to be as good of an adjuster as John Caruso or Chris Cole or <laughs> Travis Stewart, right? Like that, that's what we, you know, we saw and we're like, let's do that. Like, I want to be that good. Um, but I think that's a really valid thing to do with any goal is to find someone that you look up to. And when you think of their success um, or the way they're practicing or the way they're living life, it it's inspiring to you. And also when you think about what it takes or when you get to ha- sit down and talk to them about, you know, how did you get here? And you get a little queasy because you're like, holy sh, you know, I don't know if I can, if I can do all that. Um, I don't know if I have what it takes, then that's a, probably a good person to, to talk to and, you know, inquire, you know, Hey, would you mind mentoring me? Would you mind um, helping me out? You're quite a few steps ahead of me on what I feel is the right direction. Um, can you help me out? And, you know, that's a, it's something I, I tell a lot of students is when you are asking a mentor to mentor you, they, they have two responses, right? And if you're a single fella, listen up because this happens in your dating life too. Um, when you ask a girl out for a date or you ask a mentor to mentor you, they either say yes or they say no. And guess what? You typically can just move right on. There's no need to have self-pity. There's no need to, um, you know, have a huge amount of attachment to it. Um, Spencer and I have both been blessed to have quite a few mentors, um, and hope to have them on the show one day, but there's been plenty of people where it was like, no, dude, I don't have the time for you. Totally get it. Right. Like totally fine. I didn't, you know, go cry at home in my bed for, you know, five, six days. No, I was like, okay, I get it. And found someone who I also looked up to and asked them to mentor them. And I would, you know, Chris Cole or John Caruso, if you're watching, you're probably like, yeah, that kid followed me around campus. Like I, like, like he was my shadow. And that was something I wanted to do. If they were at a club, I wanted to be there. If they were at a seminar, I wanted to be there. Why? Because that was my goal was to not be like them, but there was something about them that I was like, there, there's something to it. And super grateful for those two. Yeah, dude, having a, having those, goals of being like like x y and z yes of course you can obviously be like some we all want to be like someone right my ultimate goal is to emulate the type of healing and compassion that jesus christ did on this world but as a chiropractor Mm. i mean i mean yeah that's the truth right there praise jesus but if as a smack in the gospel on you right there as a chiropractor (laughs) as a chiropractor you know who do, who do I see that I want to be exactly like, honestly? Um, and I didn't like really realize until now, but Dr. Tony Ebel really is like everything that I want to emulate in practice. Obviously I don't have to be a carbon copy of Tony, but that man is fired up for Christ. He's fired up for chiropractic. He loves kids and he has a great time doing what he's doing. He has financial freedom. And so being in his coaching startup program has been one of the one the most insightful things, but also too has given me the most security and the most peace to walk into this place every single day, knowing that I'm following the right steps by someone who has done it and is doing it. That's super inspiring. And then now that I have these systems, I have all of his, really what it is, is I get all of his and you get all of your mentors, failures, mistakes, and wins. 
in a super compressed amount of time. So you can fall forward even faster than them. You can learn from all of their mistakes, skip them all. And then you can basically catch up to them in a quarter of the time, you know? So that's why I like, I tell Dr. Tony, Hey man, see you at the top because it's only a matter of time. Like I'll be there. That's next. Yep. Yep. And I mean, we mentioned Hormozzi a lot, but he, he reiterates the point over and over again. Like you should pass your mentors. And if there's, you know, scuttle in that, then they might not be the right mentors for you. Um, Because that's, you know, when a student comes in that's wanting to learn or, you know, Spencer and I were both a part of the Delta Sigma Chi fraternity. And that was what I felt towards the end of my time as a student was, you know, to mentor those guys and, you know, whether I did a good job or not um, isn't for me to say, but, you know, that was a big goal was to make myself as open for them so that they can not only see where I'm at, but see beyond where I'm at and how to get themselves there faster. Um, And that's, that's the the goal. You know, I was, I was blessed to spend time with, with Dylan Mon, if he's listening um, for three weeks. And, you know, I learned a lot about vision, about casting um, yourself as an authority in, in your new town, in a place where you don't know anyone, um, how to do table talk, how to, you know, be the business owner. Um, and it's a, it's a time I'll forever be grateful for. And so um, that, that was really awesome. And um I currently don't have, you know, Spencer has Tony. That's, that's the guy he's looking up to. I'm still searching for that as I'm uncovering more and more of what I think the practice is going to be. But that is all we have for the what now podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for the shout outs. We really appreciate it. As mentioned in previous episodes, if you have any topics, any questions, any comments about, um, what you want to hear from us talk about um, maybe a guest that we should have on that you've been like, I want to, I want to know their take on, on when they started. Um, let us know and we'll reach out to them. Um, continue to tag us on your stories. We really appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, just as like we mentioned, we're, we're on this journey together. We hope that you guys find um, some level of value from what we're sharing. And I know I can't wait to to be back on the podcast you can follow myself at dr zach thompson or at within chiropractic um and spencer where can the people find you yeah you can find me on instagram or the socials at spencerdupre.dc and at empower cairo tx um if you do like this show and it does mean a lot to you and you have found value and you would like to support us you can uh, hit that notification bell on spotify so you're alerted whenever we drop currently our schedule is we drop every single monday at 12 a.m and you can also leave us a review. That would help a lot um, just to kind of bump us up in the ratings, but also just share this podcast with someone who you feel like should hear it. Um, reach out to us, like Zach said, if you have any questions, and we would love to support you guys. Peace out. Yep.